Today, Rinpoche continued the teaching on training the mind in the stage of the past shared with persons of medium capacity. He went over the four categories, the mental training, the measure of the determination to be free, dispelling or clearing away misconceptions, and ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. Rinpoche explained it according to Lama Tsongkhapa's root text and accompanied it with Jayan Sheba's commentary. What So once again, we are looking at the text called The Great Treatise on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa. Uh, and this text is a commentary or an explanation of Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment. Uh, and at the beginning of Atisha's lamp, we find a, a stanza that states, understand there are persons of three capacities, small, medium, and great. I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics, or I shall clearly define these three. Uh, so what are the meanings of these three capacities? Uh, so. Uh, if we look at them and break them down into those three categories, uh, the small capacity teachings or the pathways for beings of small capacities uh, are pathways for those uh, beings who wish to achieve or want to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence. Uh, so in dependence upon the practices of going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, engaging in the ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities, and then acknowledging one's misdeeds if one engages in any among those ten uh, non-virtues. Uh, one can achieve rebirth in the higher realms of the gods in the humans. So it is in dependence upon these practices, again, that one is able uh, to achieve uh, those results, the higher realm rebirth of the gods and humans. Uh, so these are the um, pathways for beings of small capacity. Uh, and uh, by practicing uh, these paths, one will be able to achieve the um, basis uh, which is the body of a god or the body of a human. Uh, the next uh, capacity or scope 
uh, is the medium capacity or the pathways for beings of medium capacity. And these pathways are pathways which lead to liberation. Uh, and then the third category uh, is the great capacity uh, or the great scope. And these are also called the um, pathways for beings of great capacity. And these are pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood. Uh, so this, uh, these are the um, three capacities um, uh, um, presented in that stanza of Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment that Lama Tsung comment, Lama Tsung Kappa comments on in the Lamrim Chemo. So in the small scope teachings, uh, um, or the pathways for beings of small capacity, uh, we find the goal is to achieve rebirth into these uh, higher realms, the gods and the humans realm. And we find that there are many similarities here uh, between the Buddhism and the other religious traditions, such as Christianity, the Muslim tradition, or the Hindu tradition. Uh, because in those traditions, we find that uh, um, idea of a goal to go to heaven or a God's uh, place. Uh, so there are some differences that we find, but then there are uh, many more similarities. Dixon. Okay. So if one accumulates uh, the ten non-virtuous act, uh, activities, uh, then these are called bad pathways or negative pathways, uh, which lead to the lower realms of cyclic existence of the hell-hungry ghost and animal. Uh, but by abandoning these ten bad pathways or ten negative pathways, uh, which are the actions of the ten non-virtuous activities, one is able to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of existence. Okay. So the 
Um, next capacity uh, um, is the uh, medium capacity. Um, So the next capacity are the pathways for beings of medium capacity. Uh, and this is, uh, um, these pathways allow one to abandon the suffering of cyclic existence. Uh, and by doing so, then one achieves the state of liberation. Uh, so these uh, pathways are also called uh, the Henayana um, teachings uh, or the medium scope or medium capacity. Mm-hmm. So if one abandons the karma uh, and afflictions, uh, then one is able to achieve the state of liberation uh, uh, um, by abandoning uh, samsara or abandoning, I'm sorry, by abandoning the karma and the afflictions, one is able to abandon cyclic existence. If one does not b- abandon the karma and the afflictions, uh, one is not able uh, to abandon cyclic existence. Um, so if cyclic existence is abandoned, then the suffering of cyclic existence is abandoned, and then that state is called liberation. So the um, great vehicle pathways, uh, or the um, pathways for beings of uh, great capacity, uh, in parentheses, um, uh, allow one to also abandon uh, the obstructions to omniscience. Uh, and by abandoning the obstructions to omniscience, uh, one is able to achieve the state of Buddhahood. Uh, so the, the pathways uh, uh, for the great vehicle practitioner abandon those um, obstructions to om- omniscience. So, by abandoning the afflictions uh, and then the imprints of the afflictions, one is able to achieve the state of Buddhahood. Uh, so, in the Christian tradition, we find a very similar idea uh, that by engaging in the practices uh, or engaging in pathways, uh, one is able to go to uh, heaven, uh, to some kind of a pure land. What did Jesus, the God of Joseph, do? What did you know? The heaven is what does it do? So, by going for uh, refuge uh, to, to Jesus. Uh, and God and practicing uh, um, uh, this, the religion, uh, one is able uh, to go uh, to heaven, to the, uh, God's place, the God's realm, or what we call heaven. Uh, religious traditions uh, have some differences, but many uh, similarities as well. 
So we have arrived at the section uh, on uh, um, the medium capacity or medium scope. So those of you who have the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, uh, you can turn to page 265, uh, and in Tibetan it's on 206. ओजे <laughs> Jan Chuba Tujichambutan and do Jashu Rivale, Sono Nami Tete, Chubajogina, Sono Sagre, Sono Debitle, Doyungre, Dungangre, Sono Debit Me, Samogandres, Chubajuba Indu, the Pichatanguez, and what they should mandig, which is not so, and then Lil Habungres, Sono Debit Me, Samogandres, what they said. Kalega Lundan Jesar. Okay, so uh, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, uh, we find where we begin uh, the section called Training the Mind in the Stage of the Path, shared in common with beings of uh, medium capacity. So Lama Tsongkhapa breaks this section down into four categories. Uh, first category is the mental training. Uh, the second category is the uh, measure 
uh, of uh, the um, um, determination to be free. Uh, the third category, uh, um, uh, um, hold on, I'm sorry, I apologize. So the first category uh, is the uh, um, actual mental training. Uh, the second category is the measure of the determination to be free. The third category is dispelling misconceptions. Uh, and the fourth category is ascertaining the path leading to liberation. Uh, so Lama Tsongkhapa breaks that down into four different categories. Uh, so, and when we look at Jayan Sheba's commentary, uh, he breaks it down into two categories, uh, um, and then uh, within those two, there are many subcategories. So, we're going to go through um, both uh, Jayan Sheba's outline uh, and then look at it in, at, uh, in terms of the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment uh, and the outline that Lama Tsongkhapa presents and put it together. Um, so, w when we uh, look at the first section of Jayan Sheba's uh, um, uh, outline, uh, if we look at the two major headings, we have first uh, uh, the, the expression of worship or the expression of homage and then the transition from that. Um, so this is the um, first category. And then the second category is the, the actual. Uh, so the, the word actual is used. Uh, and if you just backtrack it, it's the actual uh, training of the mind in the stage of the path. Uh, shared in common with beings of medium capacity, what that actually is. Um, so that's the second category uh, in Jayan Sheba's text. Uh, so the first category, uh, we find an expression of worship uh, which pays homage to, uh, um, Lama Tsongkhapa pays homage to his teachers uh, and to those, his, those desired deities. Um, so the word desired deities means that one has particular deities that he or she has affinity for. Um, so that's a translator's note. So those desired uh, deities. So where we find it in the great uh, treatise is here. Uh, so we have the major heading, training the mind and the stage of the past shared with persons of medium capacity. And then this first line, I bow with respect to the revered uh, teachers who have great compassion. Um, so Lama Tsongkhapa here is uh, speaking, when he speaks of teachers, is mentioning his root teacher, who is Manjushri, but also uh, um, revered teachers who have great compassion, uh, refers also to um, all, all Buddhas as well. So all of those great teachers, and in Lama Tsongkhapa's case, Manjushri is his root teacher, uh, and then uh, um, paying respect to all of the, the, um, the Buddhas. Uh, as well. And so it would have that same kind of expression of worship. So what is the reason for this uh, expression of worship? Uh, when you pay homage or you have this expression uh, of offering or worship, uh, you accumulate merit. And by accumulating merit, you're able to abandon suffering. You're able to, uh, um, because it is virtue, in future achieve forms of happiness. Uh, you'll be able to easily achieve whatever you desire, whatever you wish to achieve. Um, so when we look at the uh, sutra text, I'm sorry I don't have the exact name of it. I will have it eventually. Uh, um, if we look at one of Buddha's sutras, we find a, a statement that's made uh, that, that says that by accumulating uh, um, merit, uh, one is able to, uh, and it's almost exactly the same, one is able to get rid of all of his or her suffering uh, and able to achieve all, um, all happiness, all forms of happiness, 
uh, and whatever one desires or wishes to have will be easily uh, achieved or easily obtained. Uh, so we find this quote in the sutras um, that supports the reason for this expression of worship. It's for accumulating merit, uh, so that one, so that Lama Tsongkhapa can accumulate virtue, which leads to those uh, stated results. So here uh, we have this homage as Buddhists that we, uh, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa pays uh, here uh, to the, the revered teachers who have uh, great compassion. Um, so uh, we find uh, this is an expression to the Buddhas. Um, and if we look at other religious traditions, then we find very similar uh, act, acts or um, activities. Uh, in Christian tradition, uh, by paying homage uh, to Jesus or God, uh, it is a virtue. Uh, in the um, uh, Hindu tradition, by paying homage to Shiva, uh, it is virtue. Uh, in the Muslim tradition, by paying homage to Allah, uh, it is a virtuous practice. So we find similar ideas uh, um, in regards to uh, paying homage to uh, specific uh, deities and then the virtue that is achieved by doing so. Mm-hmm. Maris, <laughs> So then, the the NGK logo. Okay, that's good. That the and then, 
ชาติตองอยู่ชื่อสันติจิตเตนเตลุลุเนชิมิดนดุเตญิตเนจิบิชุงโรเตญิจิเตจิบิชุงลาจอนดุทุมวาตาลาเซอกานากิเลเนเง
Um, we're going to then uh, then read into the text, uh, and then maybe that category will make more sense. Be mindful of death and reflect on how you will fall into a miserable realm after you die. Turn your mind away from this world uh, and diligently seek a happy future rebirth. If you strive to reject sin and to cultivate virtue through the standard practice of going for refuge and through reflection upon virtuous and non-virtuous karma and the certainty of their results, you will achieve a happy rebirth. Uh, um, however, do not be satisfied with this alone. After you have de developed the attitude that is shared with persons of small capacity, develop the attitude that is shared with persons of medium capacity, namely discussed with all of cyclic existence. On this basis, you may aspire to become a person of great capacity by developing the spirit of supreme uh, enlightenment. And if, in the Tibetan, you really, you see the word, instead of on this basis, it, uh, you would find really independence upon this, uh, so, more literally, independence, uh, so, namely, discussed with all of cyclic existence, independence upon this, you may aspire to become a person of great capacity. Um, so, I don't know if that reads more like this dependent nature that the three have with one another, um, but the Tibetan reads more like that. Um, so, I just found that um, just a little different, so that's why I presented it. So. Um, so we begin to go through this. Uh, if you strive to reject sin and to cultivate virtue through the standard practice of going for refuge, the Rimache, the Nages, Charan, Jantra, Tumwa, Lapsan, Jantra, Tumwa, Kudurji, Lapsan, Tumwa, Jantra, 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 Okay. So here, if we strive to reject sin and to cultivate virtue through the standard practice of going for refuge and through reflection upon virtuous and non-virtuous karma, uh, and the certainty of their results, uh, you will achieve a happy rebirth. So within this, we find uh, points that are made. Uh, um, so the standard practice of going for refuge, this could be translated more like the common practice of going for refuge. And the reason the word common or standard is used is that it is in common to the other scopes, but here it's specifically talking about the refuge for a being of small capacity. So this is a refuge where the practitioner goes for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, in order to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence. It is called standard or a common refuge because a medium-scope practitioner also wishes to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence, and a great-scope practitioner wishes to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence. So it is in common. It is the, uh, the common part of the refuge that the small scope uh, has. Um, so then it speaks of uh, um, reflection upon, in the Tibetan it says black and white karma uh, and their results. Um, so uh, if we look at the practices that are necessary for achieving a higher realm rebirth, 
according to the small scope, we find going, refuge, going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, engaging in ethics which abandon the ten non-virtuous activities, uh, and then if one is uh, engaged in non-virtue, uh, acknowledging that downfall. Um, so we find all of those points, which are the pathways to the higher realms made within here, uh, and in, in the previous points uh, made in the text. Um, so by doing so, you will achieve a happy rebirth, a higher realm rebirth. However, don't be satisfied uh, with, with this alone. Um, so uh, this is not enough. Uh, just achieving this higher realm rebirth, just achieving this happiness uh, is not enough. Um, you have to then uh, look at it as a stepping stone to uh, uh, the next uh, scope. Um, or a necessary um, um, practice in order to get to, the, yeah, a necessary practice in order to get to the next level or the next scope. Um, so one should then, after developing this desire to be free from the lower realms and engaging in those practices, uh, develop a disgust with the lower realms uh, and the higher realms of cyclic existence, all of cyclic existence, uh, and, and develop a desire to emerge in independence upon that, develop the bodhicitta or the mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, and engage in the great capacity uh, practices. Um, so uh, these are the points that are made uh, within the second category of Jayan Sheba's um, outline. Okay. Okay. Um, so, if so, when we um, then it says, um, so Rinpoche read the part from. Uh, However, do not be satisfied with this alone. Uh, so happy rebirth. After you have developed the attitude that is shared with persons of small capacity, develop the attitude that is shared with persons of medium capacity, namely discussed with all of cyclic existence. On that basis, you may aspire to become a person of great capacity by developing uh, the spirit of uh, supreme enlightenment. So if we look at what the thought of a person of small capacity is, uh, so what is the mindset of a person of small capacity, uh, it is a wish to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence. Uh, and also, 
um, to um, be free from those uh, and then to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence. So this is the, the thought of a person of small capacity. The thought of a person of medium capacity uh, is to abandon not only the lower realms of cyclic existence, but the higher realms of cyclic existence as well. He or she wishes to abandon cyclic existence altogether and achieve the state of liberation. So this is the thought or the, the mindset of a person of medium capacity. And then the great capacity uh, practitioner wishes to uh, achieve the state of complete Buddhahood. Um, uh, so uh, this is what is meant by the thought. Um, so if we look at this thought of a person of small capacity, uh, the thought that wishes to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence, this is a common thought. Um, because the person of medium capacity also wishes to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence. And the practitioner of great capacity also wishes to be free from the lower realms of cyclic existence. So this is a common thought or a common mind state. Uh, so we see uh, how these uh, um, capacities depend upon one another um, because they have these common uh, um, states that uh, then allow for uh, one another to emerge. Sanji Okay, um, so well, on this basis you may aspire to become a person of great capacity by developing the spirit of enlightenment. What is the spirit of enlightenment? What is uh, bodhicitta? Uh, this is a, a wish for enlightenment. When we look at the definition uh, in the Abhisama Alamkara, uh, Maitreya's ornament for clear realization of uh, the, my, the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta. It says the wish for the enlightenment for the sake of others. Um, so or seeking a, a wish to achieve enlightenment uh, for the sake of others. Um, so this is the uh, definition of the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, and this practitioner uh, wishes to achieve or wants to achieve the state of complete Buddhahood. Um, so this uh, mind state, uh, um, uh, this thought um, or mind state of this practitioner is uh, um, um, uh, doing, doing practices in order to become a Buddha. Um, so, and if we look at the definition, the wish for enlightenment for the sake of others, so wishing to become a Buddha for the sake of others. Um, so this is what the mind that aspires to enlightenment is, 
uh, and this is a great vehicle practice uh, which leads to Buddhahood, so a Mahayana practice. Dixon. So Christianity doesn't have this uh, um, mind or thought as Buddhism does to, uh, um, uh, in Buddhism, this uh, um, wish to become uh, a Buddha, but we all we do have a wish that's present, a wish to go to heaven. Um, so Christianity uh, is similar in that way that there is this aspiration or wish. Uh, a, um, in Buddhism's case, a wish to become a Buddha, and in Christianity's case, a wish to go to uh, heaven, or yeah, to heaven. <laughs> Um, so, the mind that aspires to enlightenment, which is defined by, uh, defined as the wish for enlightenment for the sake of others, um, uh, is the door into the Mahayana, or the entrance into the, the Mahayana, or great vehicle. As refuge is the entrance or the door into Buddhism, uh, and an initiation is the entrance into or the door into Tantrayana, uh, the mind that aspires to enlightenment is the door to the Mahayana. Okay, so, um, in, so in order to uh, achieve complete Buddhahood, one must engage in the bodhisattva path. One must engage in the great vehicle path. But in order to achieve uh, the great vehicle path, uh, one must engage in uh, the medium uh, scope practices. Uh, um, uh, um, one must engage in the medium scope practices. So the, the bodhisattva path or the great scope practices are dependent upon the medium scope practices. And the medium scope practices are dependent upon the small scope practices. So this is why we state that these are common practices, teaching shared in common with small capacity, common with medium capacity, because these, even the, the bodhisattva path requires all of these earlier thoughts uh, um, that the practitioners of the um, lesser capacities uh, have. Uh, as their basis of uh, mind state or their base mind state. 
So then, consequently, you must train in the attitude of a person of medium capacity. Why? Because even were you to reach the level of a deity or human, you would be mistaken if you believed this to be a pleasurable by nature, since you would still not have escaped the suffering of conditionality. Therefore, in reality, you uh, would have no happiness whatsoever. Your life would still come to a bad end, for you would surely fall into a miserable realm again. A human or divine lifetime is like resting, resting on a precipice just before falling into the abyss. So uh, here, uh, one mistakes... Uh, um, true, uh, um, uh, one mistakes happiness. I'm sorry, uh, one sees uh, um, all of the um, pleasures within the cyclic existence, uh, and specifically in this case the human realm, uh, as true happiness. Um, but because they are not always happy, because they are not uh, pervaded with happiness for, uh, forever or always happy, they are necessarily the truth of suffering. Um, and if we engage in the small scope practices, we are able to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of cyclic existence as humans uh, and as gods. But no matter what, uh, um, if we are in the higher realms of cyclic existence, we necessarily have uh, the pervasive compounded suffering, which is uh, here translated as the suffering of conditionality. Um, so if we are born in those higher realms, no matter where we are, we have pervasive compounded suffering. Uh, so therefore, uh, these, these things that we mistake for uh, happiness are really truly just suffering. But we do not see the danger. We see uh, what, what uh, we see our experience 
the experience we are having as happiness, uh, but we are truly standing on the edge of a cliff uh, and will necessarily in the future fall. Uh, and here the fall means uh, to a, the lower realms of cyclic existence. Um, so one is only abiding uh, and, and uh, passing time uh, on this precipice um, and, and, uh, and, and it is not truly a pleasurable state. Uh, it is just a, a, a moment before the next um, great suffering. Um, so because of the uh, pervasive compounded suffering that's present, uh, one will take on uh, um, 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 rebirths uh, again and again. And then we have a quote from Shanti Devas engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds. Okay, we're going to take a short break. The <laughs> So we have a quote from uh, Shanti Deva's Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life or Engaging in the Bodhisattva's uh, Deeds. And it says, After repeatedly coming to happy rebirths and experiencing much joy there, you die and fall into the protracted and unbearable suffering of the miserable realms. Uh, so here, in dependence upon uh, the, the pathways for beings of small capacity, one is able to achieve rebirth in the happy realms or the higher realms uh, of cyclic existence. Um, so uh, even though one is able to achieve this again and again, uh, in the future, one will again have to fall to the miserable realms or the lower realms of cyclic existence uh, as he or she has before. Um, so um, this is because of the pervasive compounded suffering that one uh, has, uh, that a being in cyclic existence has. Um, uh, even though uh, one is experiencing a state of happiness, uh, this will uh, end uh, and then uh, a state of suffering, un un of unbearable suffering, uh, will uh, arise. Tender <laughs> 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 
so next we have a quote uh, from Chandra Groman's letter to a student. And Chandra Groman was a Nalanda master who uh, was a householder. Uh, and the quote states, You who whirl constantly in cyclic existence, yet who enter a happy realm, mistaking mere calm for happiness, will certainly wander helplessly through hundreds of like and unlike realms. Um, so here uh, this is stating that uh, um, those who uh, are circling cyclic existence and, and, and achieve a higher realm rebirth uh, uh, mistake those uh, uh, forms of suffering for happiness. Uh, and as a result of this, uh, as a result of this mistake, uh, one will have to, in the future, um, not only, uh, um, as a result of this mistake, uh, one will be reborn again. And where will one be reborn? In like and unlike states. So forms of happiness, but then also forms of suffering uh, um, because of uh, mis this mistake that is taking place. What <laughs> What ตาเจจาเบวะเตสกตัวเจจาเบวะเตเคบะตุสุเกเลตันยอมมองกิชุลายเตนซอนตุสุยะญวันตันซุมบาชิกวะเรสมาเรเบญวันลิชิบะนา
Um, so then now we come to uh, the, the third category um, uh, of, uh, um, which is that you have to reverse uh, the attitude um, so that uh, so there are many things within uh, the higher realms of cyclic existence that uh, seem uh, like excellent things. Uh, so, um, but these things are suffering, uh, and uh, the uh, um, uh, because uh, they are brought on by uh, karma and affliction. So, if one is in a basis of a human or a god, but this basis is brought on by karma and afflictions, uh, then it is necessarily uh, suffering. Um, so um, one needs to become disenchanted with not only the lower realms but the, uh, the higher realms as well and just as disenchanted in, in terms of uh, goal um, because those higher realms are also brought, uh, come into being uh, because of karma and afflictions. Um, so this is the, the third category of the, the reversal of uh, the Rimache, the Jayan Sheba, the Sache, the Chutsu Sumba, the Gutsogudu, Chutsu Nipa, Kaba Ka, Chutsu Sumba, Kaba Gutso. Sumba Tener, Sumba Teneroa, what the Nipa Teneba, and a Roman Timber, Roman Timberless, Kaji Kulutato, Joa, ye not to show there. Okay. okay, so Chandra Groman's letter to a student, quote, ends the second category of Jayan Sheva's um, outline. The third category begins just as I said, so I just want to make sure that I'm being clear with the outline as we're going through. Um, so, uh, number three, the reversal of this um, um, attitude uh, um, is uh, consequently you have to become as thoroughly disenchanted with the happy realms as you were with the miserable realms. Were uh, referring to the the previous section uh, that it, this is dependent upon, which is the small capacity. So that's just as a, a note. Um, so were, as you were with the miserable realms. Uh, as Arya Davis 400 stanza says, high states frighten the wise as much as hell. Rare is the state of existence that does not terrify um, them. Um, so uh, here, uh, the practitioner is equally seeing the suffering of the higher realms and the, uh, um, the this at this point the practitioner is seeing the suffering of the lower realms and the suffering of the higher realms to be the same uh, and uh, he or she becomes just as disenchanted with uh, wishes to emerge just as much from the higher realms as he or she does the lower realms. So here uh, we're speaking of a desire to definitely emerge. The, the, so this is the one, one must necessarily develop the state of renunciation uh, uh, in order to 
um, be free from the six realms of cyclic existence. So uh, one must become disenchanted with even the things that seem excellent within cyclic existence. Um, uh, and why? Um, uh, must one become disenchanted with them because they are suffering? Why are they suffering? Because they are come about be from karma uh, and affliction. So here in Arya Deva's 400 verses, it says that scholars are scared, as scared of um, the higher realms of cyclic existence, of the gods and humans, as they are of hell. Um, and that's because they are the same in that they are brought about by karma and afflictions. And scholars know that they're uh, um, produced by the same negativity. The higher realms and the lower realms are produced by that same uh, negativity. Uh, so this is that uh, number three um, uh, in Jayan Sheva's outline. ควาจาบีตอนเดนอนตาตุครุสควาลจาบีเลตอนยมอองจูควาลเลชาบายเยนตุตุกุควาลคุเรสควาลคุเรสมาเรบะอืมตาตุครุสะควาจาบีตอน
वत so also the verse summary of perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines says, those whose minds are attached to cyclic existence will continue to wander uh, there uh, constantly. Um, and then it says, uh, um, from the letter to a student, so again this is uh, uh, Chanda Groman's uh, text, uh, the more you, you conceive, actually I'm going to go back to this, I'm sorry. So the verse summary of the perfection of wisdom in 8,000 lines is stating that it is necessary to achieve a desire to definitely emerge. Without it, uh, then one will constantly wa wander in cyclic existence constantly. Um, so uh, one must change uh, that attachment to a desire to emerge uh, from it. Uh, attachment to it, to a desire to emerge from it. Um, so uh, that's the point of this. If one does not do so, then one will have to repeatedly be reborn within cyclic existence. Then Chandra Groman's letter to his students states, The more you conceive all beings as happy, the more dense the darkness of your delusion becomes. The more you conceive all beings as suffering, the more the darkness of your delusion lessens. Uh, the more you contemplate what is pleasant, the more the flames of attachment spread. The more you contemplate what is unpleasant, the more the flames of attachment abate. From beginningless time, you have been conditioned to believe that the wonders of cyclic existence are sources of happiness, and you have habitually projected upon them a false image of beauty. But if, as a remedy, you train yourself to meditate on suffering and unpleasantness, you will put an end to these wrong ideas. Chandra Groman says that if you neglect to meditate on these, ignorance and attachment will increase, and you will continue to fuel the process of cyclic existence. Hence, it is vitally important to meditate on the faults of cyclic existence. Uh, so it's necessary to develop a desire to definitely emerge that arises from uh, this meditation or this familiarization with the faults of cyclic existence. So in Chandra Groman's letter, it says you conceive all beings as happy. So when we uh, look at um, uh, the, um, uh, the seals of Buddhism, we see that all compounded phenomena are impermanent, all contaminated phenomena are suffering. Uh, so um, here, uh, this is the uh, mistaken view that sees a contaminated phenomena as happy. Um, so by uh, mistaking uh, suffering for happiness, uh, one's delusion uh, increases. Um, uh, um, so it says the dense darkness of your delusion, uh, the more dense the darkness of your delusion becomes. And then the more you conceive of the correct idea that all beings are suffering, that all um, contaminated phenomena are suffering, uh, the more your delusion lessens, the darkness of your delusion lessens. Uh, so here, the more you contemplate what is pleasant. This word ple is chosen as pleasant. It's the same one uh, that when we say um, uh, the antidote to attachment is uh, meditation upon ugly um, so the opposite of it is the word that they've chosen for pleasant, uh, which we would say just literally uh, not ugly or uh, not impure, because sometimes we translate it as impure. Uh, and then this uh, unpleasant is another is a different translation for ugly or impure. <coughs> impure uh, sometimes it's translated as so it gets 
that in a minute. Um, but uh, when we con the more you contemplate what is uh, pleasant, so um, when you uh, um, think about um, uh, uh, with your with you your mind uh, g begins to think about. Uh, that which is uh, impure as pure, then one's attachment becomes greater. Uh, if one recognizes that which is impure as impure, or here the chosen translation, unpleasant, um, so that uh, one recognizes that uh, um, that which seems to be uh, uh, pleasant is unpleasant, uh, then the flames of attachment become smaller, one's attachment uh, decreases. So uh, um, in looking at the various antidotes that Buddha um, presented, um, he stated that uh, if we are looking for an antidote or a remedy for attachment, then one would meditate upon ugliness. Or again, this is translated as um, uh, unpleasant, on the unpleasant. Uh, if one uh, needs a remedy or an antidote for anger or hatred, then it's necessary to meditate upon love. If one uh, needs a remedy or an antidote for delusion or ignorance, then it's necessary to meditate upon dependent origination. Um, so and now we get into those kinds of remedies or antidotes, and we find the first presentation here uh, in regards to the antidote for attachment, which is meditation upon uh, the uh, unpleasant or the impure or the ugliness, uh, um, the uh, ugliness of things. Um, so um, we, we see that this is uh, presented here. Um, so then it says, from beginningless time, you have conditioned to believe that the wonders of cyclic existence, this word wonders is the one that's always translated as the excellence, excellent things. Um, uh, so we see the excellent things of cyclic existence as uh, happiness, but they're actually uh, forms of suffering, and it's a, a false image of something that uh, is beautiful or a form of uh, happiness, um, because it's truly uh, suffering. Um, uh, so it says, but if you, as a remedy, you train yourself to meditate on suffering and unpleasantness, um, so recognizing that that which is happy is actually suffering, Res uh, recognizing that which seems to be uh, um, pleasant is truly unpleasant, by becoming familiar with these two realities, you will put an end to these wrong ideas. Uh, and then we... China Groman, that if you neglect to meditate on these, ignorance and attachment will increase, and you will continue to fuel the process of cyclic existence. So going up to that letter to a student, and if you don't um, uh, get rid of, uh, um, um, uh, if you don't recognize the reality of suffering and unpleasantness, uh, then your uh, delusion, uh, ignorance, and attachment uh, and, uh, will increase. Tabadrin Never do it, and 
if we are to, if we believed that a rope was a snake in a dimly lit room, uh, the only antidote or remedy for that would be um, the re to recognize that the rope is rope and that it is not a snake. Um, uh, so once one recognizes that the rope is a rope, uh, it negates the grasping at it as a snake um, because one is no longer mistaken with regards to the object uh, and he or she necessarily knows uh, its, actual, its reality, um, that it's a rope. If someone were to come in the room and say, uh, well, um, uh, it isn't an elephant, so someone is grasping at it as being a rope, as a snake rather, and then someone comes in and says, uh, well, it's not an elephant. This in no way gets rid of that mistaken view and in no way then gets rid of the fear and so forth that comes from the mistaken view that the person who believes it as a snake has. The only thing that will get rid of the mistaken view is the truth, the actual nature that it is a rope. Likewise, um, the um, only thing that will get rid of the wrong view that conceives uh, things that are um, suffering as happy is the correct view that these things are forms of suffering. Um, that um, um, So one necessarily uh, must recognize it, it, the actual uh, nature of these things. So uh, um, it is a wrong view that believes that these things that are suffering are happy, and believes that these things that are pleasant, or that are uh, unpleasant, are pleasant. Um, but it, so this is a wrong view. Um, uh, so uh, it is actually uh, um, a grasping, a mind that grasps at things as being happy. Um, so one has the, this mind that grasps at things as being uh, happy um, or not suffering. Uh, and, and then the only thing that can harm that mistaken view uh, is the understanding that things are suffering and that they are not happy. So this serves to harm uh, that mistaken view or serves as a remedy to the mistaken view that believes that these, un these unpleasant unpleasant things are pleasant and that these uh, um, uh, su things, things that are suffering are actually forms of happiness. Um, so uh, it's necessary um, to then, as in the, the case of the snake, present the um, uh, um, proper uh, um, 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 view uh, in order to negate the mistaken view. Um, so with the rope, it's necessary to present the proper view that it's not a snake, that it's a rope. Uh, in the case of uh, um, uh, reality, uh, we have to present that things that are conceived of as happy are actually suffering. Things that are conceived of as uh, pleasant are actually unpleasant. Um, so uh, this allows us to abandon and harm that grasping at it as being uh, happy, uh, um, and that itself is a wrong view. Shansu Mood and Game, Shansu Mood and Game, Shidney, but such a miss. Shansu Santa, 
Um, so it's necessary in order to get rid of uh, the grasping at true establishment um, it's necessary to have the wisdom realizing emptiness it doesn't matter uh, how many eons one uh, meditates upon bodhicitta and love and compassion even though these things are virtuous activities uh, they will never strike at uh, um, the grasping at true establishment uh, or harm it um, because the only thing that will harm the mistaken view that grasps at things as being truly established is the wisdom realizing the correct view, the wisdom realizing emptiness. The wisdom that realizes that phenomena are not truly established serves to harm and negate the mistaken view that sees them as being truly established, sees them as being not empty. So this realization of emptiness uh, is the only thing that can get rid of that grasping at true establishment. Um, uh, these other practices um, don't serve to reverse the mistake. Um, so uh, the only way to reverse the mistake is to have the non-mistake mistaken view presented to negate the mistaken view. Um, and this is the only thing uh, that can uh, negate it. Um, uh, these other practices cannot. And just as a translator's note, that connects to the previous statement that if someone comes in a room and says, well, it's not an elephant, that doesn't help um, because it doesn't get to the object of negation. Um, so that's how that previous point connects to this, that the bodhicitta and love and compassion are virtuous practices, uh, but they cannot get rid of the grasping at true establishment because they don't get to that object of negation. They don't reverse it. Dixon. <laughs> Do <laughs> 
So one might have a doubt that arises and say that um, if the happiness of the gods uh, and humans uh, uh, seems as though it is actual happiness. How can you say uh, that it is suffering uh, when we see they are happier, there are forms of happiness? Uh, and we state, uh, uh, we find the sign of this implicit suffering in the um, Dharmakirtis, Pramana Vartika Karika, the uh, commentary on the Compendium for Valid Cognition, where it states that uh, um, uh, because uh, uh, it, it is arisen uh, from karma and the afflictions, uh, these states are necessarily uh, suffering. Um, so um, the Dharmakirti makes this point that because the, these things come about from karma and afflictions, uh, they are necessarily contaminated. They are necessarily the truth of suffering. It's a decent. Well, that that in Jaji, but what the Chobaja Tanjava, the Muenig, the Tangu, what the Larichamasaja did with what? So now, uh, when we look at Giant Sheba's uh, um, outline, that completes the first category uh, that we've named, uh, and I've done this all with a dictionary, and I just got to do it more. Um, so, uh, um, the expression of worship and the transition from the next category, which is called the actual, um, uh, is uh, be, we find an outline that begins in the great treatise on the stage of the path uh, um, uh, to enlightenment. Uh, um, I read all the way through down to the faults of cyclic existence are explained in three parts, right? Yes? Anyone following? I know I did. Chandragroman, I'm just in case, I'm going to read the, the two lines before it lead into it. Chandragroman says that if you neglect to meditate on these, I did. Ignorance attachment will increase and you will continue to fuel the process of cyclic existence. Hence, it is vitally important to meditate on the faults of cyclic existence. And then it says the faults of cyclic existence are explained in three parts. Uh, so this is the actual uh, in Jayan Sheba's outline. Okay, Rinche. That's so the actual um, um, categories in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment are uh, um, there are four actual categories in the great treatise on the stage of the path uh, to enlightenment. So when we see the word actual in Jayan Sheba's outline, that's referring to the actual, uh, these four here. Um, uh, so uh, uh, we have first uh, the mental training, uh, and then a second category, which is the measure of the determination to be free. Third category, which is dispelling misconceptions. Uh, and then the fourth category is ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation. Uh, so there are four categories uh, um, in the Lamrim Chemo, or the Great Treatise, uh, and then Jayan Sheba um, follows that um, and puts it under the major heading of actual. Mm-hmm. 
um, so then when we look at these uh, four categories, uh, we have first uh, the mental training. Um, so the mental training is referring to uh, developing the desire to definitely emerge or uh, renunciation. Uh, so wishing to emerge from cyclic existence that is brought about by karma and afflictions. Um, so uh, this is the first category. So this is what the mental training is, renunciation. Uh, the next category, the measure of the determination to be free, uh, is the, the measure of that renunciation. Okay, so determination to be free is just another translation of renunciation. So how is that measured? And we find in Lama Tsongkhapa's three principal paths uh, where it says day and night if you seek liberation, then you uh, um, have transcendent uh, renunciation. So uh, if day and night you are seeking liberation, um, and uh, then at that point you know that you have uh, um, renunciation. So, uh, so that it's, it's stating that there is no break. Uh, so night, night and day, or sometimes translated as always, um, but in the text it says night and day, uh, seeking liberation. Um, then you have this. So I'm just going to check the exact quote. It says, uh, you, you will aim for freedom all day and night. So the freedom is just a choose, choice for the word liberation. You will aim for liberation all day and night. Then you experience transcendent renunciation. So that, that's the measure of that renunciation, if you have it day and night. Uh, in the next category, dispelling misconceptions will come up uh, later. Uh, there is a thought that's presented that uh, um, um, the bodhisattvas don't actually develop the desire to definitely emerge. Uh, this is really a, a Hinayana practice of the hearer's vehicle. Um, so this misconception is dispelled uh, later on. Um, and then ascertaining the nature of the path leading to liberation uh, deals with uh, cessation of suffering and the true paths. Um, so. Uh, this is what these uh, four what the four categories uh, will explain. So the first category, the mental training, we have two parts: identifying the mind intent on liberation, and then the method for developing uh, the mind intent on liberation. Sajini, 
so then the mental training we find two categories identifying the mind intent on uh, liberation and then the method for developing the mind intent on liberation uh, and then uh, the first uh, category of uh, identify, um, identifying the mind seeking liberation uh, we find three categories in Jayan Sheba's uh, outline. Uh, the first category is actual liberation. Uh, the second category is the mind that is seeking it, that is seeking actual liberation. Uh, and then the third category of Jayan Sheba's outline is what is to be abandoned. Uh, so what has to be abandoned. Um, so uh, Jayan Sheba makes three categories uh, under Lama Tsongkhapa's heading, identifying the mind intent on liberation. Listen. So the first category in Jayan Sheba's outline is actual uh, liberation. Tinichuankis <laughs> Tabangozuata ジンバルチュンゴ。タバシケトウテスゲレス。ナズクラトウテナズトルチンゴウテ、チンゴウテ。クラトウレソナトルサンゴウテ。ウテンダビエマチジ。テンカバカ。ラムチェモカ。カバ
the aggregates are reborn in a threefold manner. In terms of the three realms, they are reborn in the desire realm and so forth. In terms of kinds of beings, they are reborn as the five or the six kinds of beings. And in terms of the type of birth, they are reborn in four ways. By birth from a womb, birth from eggs, birth from heat and moisture and spontaneous birth. Since this is the nature of bondage, freedom from rebirth impelled by karma and the afflictions uh, is uh, liberation. So here... It's stating that liberation means freedom from bondage and what binds you to cyclic existence. So here we are bound by our karma and afflictions to cyclic existence and we have no independence because we are under their power. Um, so here this is under their power means that we have no independence um, because we are in, under control uh, and we are controlled by our karma and afflictions. So it's like a, a, a being tied up by our uh, karma and afflictions and when we abandon our karma and afflictions it's like being untied or being freed from bondage uh, and this is uh, liberation um, so um, under their power the aggregates are born in threefold manner in terms of the three realms so three realms are referring to the desire realm the form realm and the formless realm these are the uh, various places of rebirth uh, and then it says they are reborn as five or six beings. These parentheses were put in by the committee. Uh, we find uh, this point made in Basu Chuji Jetson's commentary where it states that the five beings, if we are to go in the order of five, then uh, demigods are included within gods. Uh, so we have hell, hungry, ghost, uh, animal, human gods. Uh, and then if we look at the order by six, uh, then demigods would have their own category. Uh, so it'd be hell, hungry, ghost, animal, human, god, demigods, gods. Uh, so this is the difference. So if we say five realms of cyclic existence or six realms, it really depends upon whether we posit the demigods as an actual realm or put that into the uh, gods realm itself. Uh, it says uh, then, in, in terms of birth, they are reborn in five, the four ways. So there are four different ways to be born from womb, from egg, from heat and moisture, and then miraculous birth or spontaneous birth. Uh, so once one gets rid of the uh, karma and afflictions, uh, then this is liberation. This is freedom from bondage, freedom from that being tied uh, and, uh, and uh, not having independence because of the karma and afflictions and then being free and having that independence. This is liberation. Dig some. Look at uh, um, this word, uh, um, three uh, realms, uh, the, the three realms. We can uh, also, sometimes it's uh, translated as calm, uh, constituent. Um, and we can divide that into other categories as well by way of 18 or by way of 6 or in this case by way of 3. Uh, so there are a lot of information within this uh, that uh, we, can go, we could go over. So Rinpoche is just saying as an aside, uh, when we're looking at these numbers, we can then also know that there, if we break it down further, they have 18 or 6 uh, and so forth in terms of constituents. 
Hamai Laina, Mamai Mai Batas, Tasitans Mugalazra. Hamai Laina, Mamai Mai Batas. Okay, so uh, we so Rinpoche said, I have the commentary in my hand. I can just look at it and see what the other authors are. And I said, I haven't had time to because I work every day. I don't have a vacation all the time to be able to study. So 
I just didn't want you to think there was a secret going on. Uh, so we'll go to the uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to them, with the knowledge of the hero Manjushri, and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara attends in Yatso. May you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Ramachegutsi Shabi Dinalam. Oh, yeah,